energy in the the arena tonight was unbelievable. It was crazy, um, and it's, it feels good. Uh, you know, we're happy that we're able to clean here and work. We're happy that we are going to the third round, and uh, we're happy that you know the people are into it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen um, people in Milwaukee be so excited about basketball. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks Podcast. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host. I'm joined today by my co-host Alex, and it is a series. It is a 3-2 series. One of these teams faces elimination, and it is, unfortunately, the Milwaukee Bucks, who couldn't get it done in a 108-114 loss on the road at Brooklyn. That saw them with plenty of opportunities to win this game and take control of the series. We're going to get into all that. First, I just want to welcome my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you doing, man? Thanks for joining us today. I'm not, I'm not doing great. Uh, I don't think anyone in Bucks Nation is doing great. Uh, if you thought Game 2 was the worst coaching performance you've ever seen in your life, well, Game 5 happened, and it was even worse. But I guess one thing is that, you know, it's even beyond the coaching, and we're going to get into all of that. I'm ready to go off, and thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Bucks fans. We want to thank you for joining us as well. It's only right that we talk about this stuff. Uh, those who have followed the show for a long time know that we've been overwhelmingly positive as it pertains to all things the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, the franchise, the rebirth under Giannis, the, the rebranding, the, the new developments down by the arena, really just sticking with this team. Uh, loyalty is, is, is such a big value to us and family. Um, you know, through their highs and lows. But there comes to be a certain time when you just have to call it how it is. And, and the Milwaukee Bucks, unfortunately, are, are making us do that more often than we'd like to these days. And I just want to start off by saying, you know, hard-fought victory for the Nets. But but it's like the Bucks had so many chances to win this game. We didn't really let the Nets win this game. We essentially lost this game. And it really comes back, like we're going to go through some details in a sec, but it really comes back to two things. And that's, number one, Coach Bud's got to go. He's got to leave. He's got to get out of here. He's got to stop hindering this franchise. And number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo has got to actually take the next step. He's got to actually want to win because, you know, he can say and do all the right things for the camera. But until this man actually matches his desire to win his his expressions of wanting to win with his actions and and beyond that his mental decisions on the court this franchise is going to be capped you know and it's it's so sad but but that's the reality bucks fans we're this close you know we're this close where we should have won that game last night we should be up three two heading back to milwaukee but literally things the bucks did to themselves whether it's coach bud putting in another feeble performance. I don't even want to call coaching because he, he frankly doesn't really coach these days. Uh, and then Giannis just shooting the Bucks franchise in the foot many times. I mean, Alex, I'm going to pass it to you, man. Like, what are your natural reactions, uh, raw reactions? Just get it out after that, that super close loss in Brooklyn. First and foremost, I want to give a special shout-out to anyone who watched that game, especially our international followers who stayed up to 4 or 5 a.m. watching the Bucks, you know, to the very end, and then just completely, like you said, Cage, shoot themselves in the foot. And what do we mean by that? We mean that they self-destructed. That was an absolute, uh, like, collapse. I don't know how else you 
phrase it, the Bucks had all the signs pointing to a victory. They won the first quarter 29-15. They won the second quarter 30-28. And then the wheels completely fell off. But it's like, it's so much worse than just the final score, right? Like the final score is 114-108. The Bucks lost to the Nets on the road. But anyone watching that game know that the Bucks laid down probably we, we get, we, their we, shittiest we, performance of all of, that I've like seen. You know, like that was the worst second half of basketball I can remember the Bucks playing, and it hurts so uh, bad because the Bucks have so much talent and they have no coach. Giannis. Uh, Chris, Drew, Brooke, I mean, it was consistently the Bucks were in poor matchups. They weren't moving the ball at all on offense. And you could just, oh, I mean, it was, I could just go off for days. And I'll just start off with just, let's just talk about Coach Bud first, and then we'll get into Giannis and the rest of the roster. I mean, this guy should have been fired after game two. He wins game three, game four. Bucks fans are starting to, you know, be like, okay, you know, game two maybe starts off game five going so great. And he was just exposed even more exposed. than he was in, in game two. No answer. I mean, he's got the defensive player of the year in Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he has him guarding Joe Flippin' Harris all game when Kevin Durant is too big for Chris Middleton. He's too skilled for P.J. Tucker, who P.J. Tucker did not have it last night. And Coach Bud refuses to put his DPOY on Kevin Durant like any superstar would do. I mean, it's like, one, it's not rocket science. That's it's like not. having the number one corner in football. That's like having Jair Alexander, Jalen Ramsey, who you know, Stephon Gilmer, your number one corner, Xavier Howard, and just letting the other team's number one receiver burn you all game and just not adjusting and putting your best corner the best corner in the NFL on that receiver. It, it makes zero sense. It's so bad, it literally makes negative sense. Um, you like, I don't know if anyone can justify why he did that. Um, and people will be like, oh, he's too slow to guard Kevin Durant. Well, nothing else was working, and they let him go off for 49 points. So it was, uh, it was like you're, well, the Bucks on. were killed slowly. That's what yeah, I would say. It was I mean, a slow, it's just painful death. If you listen, if you flip on media today and you listen to it, there's going to be the real ones telling you that the Bucks basically got them on their knees and gave the Nets this game on a, on a silver platter, said, please take it, New, New Jersey, please take it, Brooklyn. And then there's the other overwhelming portion of the media that's going to be gushing over Kevin Durant. Well, well I got news for you guys. I've seen one of the greatest performances of all time in the form of Kobe Knight. I've seen these other great performances. You know, when Kobe went up for 60, these other great performances sprinkled throughout these games, whether it's LeBron in Game 7 uh, against the Golden State Warriors, whatever it may have been. KD had a great performance last night, but that was not one of the all-time great performances. That was the Bucks team laying down and offering up the win to the Brooklyn Nets in the most submissive manner I have ever seen from a team that is so close to a championship. It's almost like you want to talk about a catastrophic failure in coaching. This team has been a contender for three years, and they don't even know. They don't even have defined roles in the team. So they don't even like, have an offense. <laughs> they don't have an offense, but it's like Giannis doesn't know what he's supposed to do when the going gets tough. Chris doesn't know what he's supposed to do when the going gets tough. Luckily, he just needs to score. 
Drew Holiday doesn't even know what he's supposed to do. P.J. Tucker, Coach Bud doesn't even have the common sense to tell this guy, hey, man, we love everything you bring, but if you put up zero points, which you do more often than not these days, if you put up zero points, we're not going to be able to win the game as easily. You know, P.J. Tucker, we've been saying it on these, on these podcasts for weeks now, He's got to put up more than zero points, and he's put up zero points at least four times in our last, like, eight games. And I'm telling you, I'm so sick of hearing all these guys like, well, when you get to the NBA, anyone can play. These are great players. Then put up more than zero points. You know, like Giannis, you look right at him. Four for seven from the free throw line. If he makes his free throws... I mean, it's a different ball game. We win the game. If Giannis can catch a pass, if he has the capacity in his thought process to think that, hey, I'm the, I'm the two-time MVP. I'm the focal point of this team. Maybe, just maybe, in the final moments, my teammate will maybe get me the ball. He's not even thinking about getting the ball when Chris hooks him up with that perfect pass. It would have been a wide-open slam. It's just agony. It's like, Giannis, man, you have got to expect the unexpected. Bucks fans, I'm going to paint the picture for you right now. Imagine if Kobe Bryant was on the court with Giannis in those final moments. Imagine if Kobe Bryant saw saw Giannis fumble that perfect pass that was essentially the game-winning bucket the momentum-shattering bucket for the Brooklyn Nets and botch it like he's like a 18-year-old raw 7-3 center who got drafted because he was 7-3 and has no hand coordination to speak of. It's like Giannis, man, we know you better than that. You simply messed up in the highest of important moments. And it's just so – you can't defend it. I mean, the thing about Giannis is like he, he had a great first half, but – but th- his second half, man, he shied away. You know, it's like it's like you can lead a horse to water only so many times, but you can't make him drink. And Giannis, like I said, he's going to say all the right things. He's going to be a media darling. He's going to endear himself to, to sports fans in Wisconsin throughout the world. And we love Giannis. But until this man actually wants to win a championship and actually wants to win when it matters and actually wants to accept the fact that he might be getting hit with a key pass for a key bucket in the final moments of a key playoff game, he's capping the Bucks, he's capping his teammates, he's capping the city, and it's just so disappointing because, man, I mean, Chris Middleton, you know, he, he played pretty well. He made his free throws when you had to. Obviously, he didn't have his best night, but he put up 25. Drew Holiday, he's got to play better. He's got to play better. We're paying him max money. But at the same time, he's, he made both of his free throws and went three for seven from three. It's like, Giannis, man, like, look, you, you put up 34, 12, and four. So it's like maybe I'm supposed to, you know, bow down to this guy's excellence. But you didn't do it in the most important moment of the entire game. Moments. I'm so, I'm so sick of it. It's like, dude. What do, you, what do you want me to say? Like, do you want me to keep defending you when I just can't defend, like, these catastrophic decisions and these catastrophic mistakes? It's like, that's like me saying I need to defend Kevin King for letting that bomb, you know, in the, in the Packers NFC Championship game go. You know, I, I need to defend, like, I just can't do it. Like, I won't do it, and you can't defend that. It's like Giannis, oh, maybe if his teammates would have played better. It's like, look, Lopez... He's got to learn how to guard someone, or he's got to get his ass on the bench. P.J. Tucker, you know, he's got to get in the, or Sorry. Bobby Portis. I mean, Coach Bud, I could go off for days in that, man. Like, he's a lost cause. 
ultimately he's got to define the roles. He's got to like PJ Tucker. He's like, oh no, there's no reason. We just wanted to we wanted to stretch the floor. Well, it's like, hey, Coach Bud, Mister Data Analytics guy, take a look at PJ Tucker's three point percentage. It was pretty solid. You can stretch the floor with him and not, you know, you can get everything Lopez gives you maybe a little bit less in the defensive end, but a ton more in the speed category. It's just such a catastrophic failure on so many levels. Coach Bud has got to go. Bucks fans, we encourage you to use that, that hashtag fire Bud. This is for the good of the franchise, the good of the city. Uh, you just got to do it. If you want to help Giannis, you will use that hashtag. Here's another it's hashtag they should use. Go for it. Hashtag not a leader. Giannis, I will defend that man to the death. And you, Bucks fans, I mean, we they don't have to hashtag three, that. But yeah, <laughs> but this is just let me just make my point, okay? This man needs to get it in his skull that he is letting down his franchise and Bucks fans. Okay, you you know, what, okay, Giannis, you know, not only in the clutch moments did he resort to fadeaway jumpers on James Harden, which. It's like, dude, why are you shooting a fadeaway jumper ever? You don't yeah. have that game. You don't. Let alone in the crucial You're moments not that when guy, you have pal. a smaller. You're not that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when when you have a smaller defender on you who doesn't even have a hamstring, couldn't could barely move out there. Two, he fumbled a key pass, which you it's just inexcusable. It's like Brandon Bostick dropping the onside kick and trying to defend it. It's like, dude. You, you can't defend it. it. You can't. You can't. It's butterfingers. You, you choked. And then three, when Giannis fouls out after choking oh multiple times, you I expected to see him go over to the bench and just destroy something. Like I was hoping down deep he would take those chairs and chuck them, because I I, I remember seeing this out of a lot of superstars. I mean LeBron James. People give this man. Uh, they, they ripped this man for him leaving games early because he's so upset about the team's performance. And Giannis, what did he do? He just goes over, sits on the bench, and he even gives his teammates a high five as if everything's all good. It's like, dude, you should be infuriated with yourself because this is what I think. He does not want the pressure. He's a two-time MVP, but in the post-game press conference, he's calling Kevin Durant the best player in the world. He's uh, name one other two-time MVP that's calling anyone else better than him. I mean, it's a mental thing with this guy. It's it's so disappointing because it's like, dude, you you need to embrace your destiny. Giannis needs to embrace his destiny, like. I mean, it's not Chris's job to guard Kevin Durant. You were the DPOI and two-time MVP. Chris, it, Chris was probably the guy like, okay, I'll guard him if no one else wants to guard him. For real. And, and Giannis is like, okay, I'll, I'll guard Joe Harris. It's like, dude. When are you going to assume the responsibility that's been entrusted upon you and backed up with over, you know, the Bucks are going to end up paying this guy over a third yeah. of a billion dollars in the next coming years. You know, he already got yeah. a $100 million deal. He's getting a super max. And it's just like, I mean, it's just like, like he's frustrating his teammates. Believe me, like and, below and the surface, his teammates are under, are seeing that. Look, man. You got to catch that pass. Look, man, you got to give a damn. Like, you know, I see Ronaldo out here at age 38 scoring goals in the Euros because he actually cares about winning. And can Giannis really say that? Like, is he too comfortable? Because it, it certainly appears that way. 
I've got one more one more take about him. He's got more talent in his pinky than than most NBA players do in their entire body. But but man, his mentality is just it's not what it needs to be. It's not what it needs to be. You want to know what great leaders do? They assume responsibility for the team's failures. Giannis has yet to own up and say, you know, that one's on me, you know, and like fully be the leader. Like he's who is the leader on the Bucks? It's not Coach Bud. Chris Middleton is not a natural leader. He tries to do his best. He's a natural scorer. He's mm-hmm. a perfect wing player. Drew Holiday, I mean, he was a he was panicked out there in the second half. He wasn't, you know, owning, commanding the game. He was going against a weakened, weakened James Harden. I mean, that the the backcourt for for the for the Nets, it's depleted. Landry Shamit, Mike James. Oh, I mean, Bruce it's just Brown. so pathetic. It's like it's like this team, the Bucks team, is so mentally fragile that they let the the outside narrative kind of write the story. All we heard is, "Oh, the the Nets are going home." You know, they're not going to lose this game. It's like the the guy who showed the most freaking composure on the entire Bucks squad this entire series has been Pat Connington. He's the only guy you can honestly say has been playing above his his averages. You know, he goes in there, he freaking competes, he reads the passes, he says, look, I'm going to have to do more than what's expected of me in order to win this championship, win this series, and why is he the only guy in the entire team doing that? Why does Coach Bud not tell Giannis, hey man, if you're mashed up on Harden, I want you taking it to the rack? Why does he not tell his players, hey, you know, if you get called for a cheap foul, fight for that? Like, explain your case to the refs, or maybe I'm going to do that. There's zero tactical ability about this team. There's zero mental toughness. It's like they should they, – they came into that game, took a, went into – got a nice big 17-point lead just like the national media kind of expected. They started thinking about the conference finals. And, and they started thinking about Lord knows what. They're probably like, uh-oh, now it's time when KD's going to make his run because I think – I've been told KD's going to make a run. Well, it's like – whether you think you can or where you think you can't, you're usually right. And I think the Bucks were expecting them to like lose their Come lead. back. Yeah. It was just the most pathetic showing I've seen since their freaking game two catastrophic beatdown. And it's just like you've got to be if you want to be a champion, you've gotta just do like you've gotta be mentally tougher than that. You've gotta be mentally more prepared than that. You've gotta be like able to catch a pass or make a free throw or at the very least play to the uh, matchups or strategies or tactics that have let you see in success. It's, it's just, it comes back Bucks fans. It's Giannis and it's coach, Bud. it's like those two things, Giannis until he gets his mentals, you know, in, into where they need to be in that championship mental category. Like, look, Giannis can go regular season mentals all day long. I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy's regular season mentals. I'm not knocking his mentals to put up the records that he needs to put up. But this is like, the NBA. Regular season at the end of the day means nothing. Well, it's like that's obvious. You know, I would never disrespect our listeners like that. We're in it for a championship, just so everyone knows. We're dead set on this team achieving its potential, and that's winning a championship. It's like, man, like it, it ain't the Nets right now. It's you, Bucks. It's you. Like, Coach yeah. Bud, you were capping the Bucks. Giannis, you yourself are capping this, this team. You know, Brooke Lopez, man, by all means, 
take yourself off the court when you can't guard anyone. Like, like, like I know. a leader in that sense. It, it's like it's like me trying to play in a soccer match and I don't even have like a like a hamstring or an ankle. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out there and try and defend a guy when I have one leg. I'm gonna say, hey guys, look, I don't want this team to take a fat L. So I'm going to actually advise someone else to take those minutes. And I'm competitive yeah. if it gets. If someone else, you know, if I'm healthy, I'm out there. But it's like Giannis, man, Lopez, if, you get, if, you, if you're getting torched, be like, coach, it's game take freaking six. Yeah. It's, it's game six, coach. Hey, we don't have it Remember tomorrow. the Titans? Remember the Titans, that movie? It's one of the um, – And that's if you haven't seen it, epic movie. It's about football with Denzel Washington and a lot of great other actors. And in that movie, in one of the most clutch scenes, Ryan Gosling, as a young, budding actor who is playing cornerback, goes up to the coach. Quarterback. No, Either corner. Way. Either way, corner. He plays corner. He goes up to the coach in the final game and says, Coach, I can't stick with them. Put in Petey. And Petey was the guy who, you know – was on the coach's doghouse that the coach didn't want to play because he had an attitude, but because Ryan Gosling cared more about the team the winning team the game, does. he took himself out of it for the greater good because he couldn't guard the guy. I mean, Lopez, where is your leadership? You were burned almost every play. This guy can't close out a three. He's too slow. Where Jeff Green he? should never, should never score 27 points off the bench. Where Never. is Bobby Portis's leadership saying, Coach, put me in the damn game. Lopez keeps getting torched. I know I could get out there and get a stop and make a three. Where's his leadership? Where's his fire? You know, and here's the thing. Here's, I just want to make this point for a lot of our, our listeners, especially those in Greece and those around the, the Mediterranean who, who are, are familiar with the story of Troy. And maybe you've seen the movie Troy with Brad Pitt as Achilles, the, the famous tragic hero, the greatest warrior of his time, essentially the Giannis of his time. They're attacking the beach. 50,000 50, Greek soldiers are attacking the beach in which Achilles, the greatest warrior, Giannis, Brad Pitt, is presented with a prophecy, you can live a long, fruitful life in Greece and no one will remember your name, or you can go and fight in the Trojan War and you will live a short and glorious life and your name will last for thousands and thousands of years. So Achilles, just like Giannis, he, he, you know, he's going to be beloved in Wisconsin no matter what happens, but if he doesn't win this ship, no one's going to remember his name. You know, And, and if, if Giannis can live maybe... He's going to live a long, fruitful life regardless, but like he can either have everyone remember his name by, by going and accepting his destiny, which is to win a championship, or he can choose to stay home in Greece and essentially just chill and make it to the playoffs and be beloved in Milwaukee and around the world and sell a bunch of jerseys and, and have a bunch of endorsements and never fulfill his true destiny. So taking well, you back to the movie when they're attacking, a thousand ships are attacking the, the, the beach of Troy, Brad yep. Pitt, who's Achilles, stands in front of his men his his ship of 50 men lead the attack and everyone thinks they're crazy because obviously you know it's like you're going to get the Sudden brunt death. of the defense right yeah and, and so Brad Pitt in one of the most iconic scenes Achilles in one of the most iconic movie scenes ever tells his troops his mermidden troops that will follow him anywhere his teammates of Giannis so to speak and says on that beach is immortality it's yours take it and there's this iconic camera shot he says take it it's yours and it's like Giannis needs to take it he needs to take 
the immortality that comes with winning a championship. He needs to take the legend that comes with winning a championship. He needs to take the play that will win the game, that will lead him past the Nets to win this series, to win this championship. And until he takes it, wow, man, his troops aren't going anywhere. The Greek army ain't going anywhere. The the Bucks army, whatever analogy you want to use, Giannis, as, as, a, as a comparison to Achilles, he needs to take his own destiny and really just take that immortality. Al, any more thoughts before we get to some fan questions? I thought that was just an unbelievable analogy, Cage. Like, it, like I got the chills just hearing that, man. And it, it's just spot on. I mean, it's he, at the end of the day, he doesn't want the pressure. And it, it's sad uh, because, you know, he's a two-time MVP, and he'll put up the crazy stats. But, you know, if he doesn't win a championship, he will be nothing more than Russell Westbrook. Um, and like you said, otherwise, he can win a championship in Milwaukee and he will he will be immortalized. So I think that's a perfect time to segue into our fan questions. Um, I want to remind all of our, our listeners that we are giving away a signed Giannis jersey um 400 dollars value make sure to take two minutes to enter that contest by sending ike bucks a dm on twitter enter that you can win that um but let, let's get to the to the fan questions we asked bucks fans what are what are some topics you'd like to cover us for us to cover and we'll, we'll just maybe go down um we already talked about uh bobby portis but b tembi says under any under any circumstance how does bud coach next season and Straight up, I think anyone who's watching this series would never hire this man. With the exception of the Lazarus. Yeah, and I'm almost concerned that the Lazarus will bring him back. I, I almost am. am. Because I am too. But, but here's, here's the good news. Here's the good news. Coach Bud won't be back. You know, it's like for better or for worse, we may have to rip the Band-Aid off just, just to not to go on a wild goose chase. He ain't coming back, and uh, he shouldn't. You know, he's capping this team. He's capping this squad. He's capping this franchise. The man's a fraud. You know, he, he, he doesn't know how to make adjustments. He doesn't know how to coach. He doesn't know how to motivate. So, really, what is he providing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Al, any, any quick thoughts? Because I kind of want to move on to Sam Matheson's question next, if you don't mind. No, no, move on. Okay, so, so really, he says, how badly did the Bucks choke by passing on CP3 for Drew Bledsoe instead? And he spells Drew, J-R-U-E. So, I think he means... He's a little upset about Drew Holiday's lack of, you know, frankly, max max player caliber talent in, in the moments we need him most. And think about what we traded for him. And think of all the draft capital. So, Sam, I think that's a great question to ask. It's a tough question that, frankly, a lot of people are too afraid to ask. Well, well, the, the message is, you see what the Suns are doing with a leader in Chris Paul. And guess what the rep about Chris Paul is? You know, certain players don't like to play with him because guess what? He pushes them. And guess what? He might tell them that... He, things that they don't want to hear. James Harden didn't like playing with him because guess what? Nope. James Harden's soft. But I really can't say much after he out-toughed Giannis last night playing more minutes than Giannis did. I mean, Coach Bud, just to go back to the last question, fu- he should be fired. Like the fact that James Harden with a hamstring played 45 minutes, Kevin Durant played 48 minutes, and Coach Bud can't get it through his thick skull that he's going to be playing our guys 48 minutes. Drew played 34. Is, is just pathetic. So, so, Sam, I just want to say, man, you make a great point. The Bucks, The Bucks did... Uh, you know, we're fans of Drew, but he's got to step it up. And CP3 is a leader that we so desperately crave right now. And you see what's happened with the Suns, man. I wouldn't even be shocked if they come out the West 
uh really be shocked the, if they win the whole thing the way exactly, they're playing exactly and like a leader really makes all the difference here it's like look cp3 skilled drew holiday skilled i mean chris middleton skilled but we need a leader our coach isn't one our players don't have one uh we can only hope that someone appears as that leader in, in the times of of adversity al any final thoughts add on to sam's question i think it could be a detrimental decision um because I mean, whether Bucks, we just extended this guy, so we're, he's here for for the long run. And if he if he doesn't show exhibit leadership signs, or if this is, you know, a sign of what's to come, he hasn't really played exceptionally better than Drew Ble- uh, than uh, Eric Bledsoe has in the playoffs. No, he hasn't, and I think that's been shocking. Um, I expected him to be a floor general. I expected him to be um, locked down. You know, like. It's like, what else are we giving up all of our draft ca- draft capital and paying you max money for? It's it's uh, you know, it's frustrating, but that it's been done. So, um, let, let's maybe let's move on to to the next question. Yes. So so here's a couple people. You know, thanks guys for writing in. Thanks everyone for writing in. Bobby Portis, right? Where was Portis? Well, I'll tell you where Portis was. He was on the bench for really no reason but from Coach Bud other than saying we wanted to go with more spacing. Well, well guys, you know you know who might help with that? Bobby Portis is 47% from three this year. Bobby basically worked with Lethal Shooter to completely revamp his jump shot, and he, he increased his three-point percentage by over 11% to where he became one of the top three-point shooters in the NBA this year. He also happens to bring more speed and agility than uh, Brooke Lopez. I would argue he brings more of a motor as well, but guess where he was? He was on the bench because Coach Bud doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You know, it just, like, you know, we said we said it a couple times in this show. The two themes are Giannis and Coach Bud, and this is one of those things where you can just take all this pent-up energy, and, and if you got to have an outlet, you know, maybe, maybe uh, tweet some of your thoughts about Coach Bud. You know, and, and, and maybe use a hashtag, you know, and uh, and just put it out there. You know, the chances are yeah. a lot of people agree with you. But, but yeah, where was Bobby Portis? Can only look to Coach Bud for that one. Uh, Leo, it, it's, go for it. At, Leo at Unscripted Leo says, why choose to play with size over speed on D, but not use your height to post up on offense? Giannis and Lopez shot threes with Harding guarding. I mean, making a great point, the Bucks. What are they doing with Lopez and Giannis both on the floor at the same time? To be honest, just like if you think that's a championship winning combo, I got newsflash for you. It's not 2000. This is yeah, we ain't living in the 90s anymore. Yeah, this is 2021. One of those should be on the court at one time. And frankly, Lopez is just kind of proving that, I mean, the guy needs to come off the bench and he, he needs to... But the, the problem is, is probably the Bucks don't have anyone better. But, you know, Bobby Portis didn't play, so you can't say that. Um, it was just, a, you know, another example of Coach's Bud idiot, you know, idiocy because it was – there's really no reason for it. It's like, okay, you got all the size. Kevin Durant is the biggest guy out there. Giannis and Lopez could take Kevin Durant to the hole every play. But here they are, hanging out outside the three, shooting fadeaways. And it's just – it comes to the lack of – uh, you know, we IQ. mentioned this cage, IQ, um, lack, lack of, of attention coaching. span, lack of coaching, lack of just giving a damn about winning. If you care yeah. about winning, you go to the hoop and you score at all, you know, at all costs. 
that's what you do. Well, um, here's, here's just to add on to that. Connor trespass. Why Elijah Bryant stepped on the floor at all in this series. And Connor, I think is, is, is saying what a lot of books fans are thinking. It's like one, who, who the, the hell, hell is, is Elijah guy? Bryant? <laughs> and two, why is he on the floor in this series? And you know what, Connor, the sad answer is, man, it's another one of those things where you just look at Coach Bud and you say, man, I don't know what we ever did to you, but why are you doing this to us? Why are you doing this to us? Why are you capping us like this? Why are you holding us back like this? Why are you playing Elijah Bryant? I don't give a damn what you think it does for the lineups. I really don't. There are certain things you do and certain things you don't do. It's like, I mean... (laughs) He has no it's, role. It's like it's, it's like someone saying it. it's like he someone has saying no role. Well, it's like someone saying, "Hey, hey, what, you want to be successful? Well, why don't you go play the slot machines at the casino?" It's just something that you just don't do if you truly <laughs> want to be successful. You know, it, it's like I'm not saying you. Can't I know this is our biggest him. meeting of all time, but let's send the not, intern to well, not, to go handle the business. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not saying like Elijah Bryant can't step on an NBA court at, in some circumstance. I'm not saying you can't play the slots and still be successful, but it's like maybe in the most important section of your life when you truly need to, to do something to, to, to get the assets going or whatever, you're not going to piss your money away in the slot machines. You're not going to piss away your series by, by playing Elijah Bryant like, and not I playing mean, your, your big three 48 minutes. So, so Connor Tresp, he's, he's a, a saboteur, man. Coach Bud is a saboteur. He, he he's pulled really out Giannis when Giannis got it going. Remember that? When Giannis is getting it going, got a 7-0 run, he scores seven straight points, including his first three. Coach is like, ah, now's a good time to pull him. Well, Coach Bud has no clue, man. Coach Bud has no clue. <laughs> this guy says Bobby Tortoise, Bernie Bobby P. He has is Bud blind. And I, I understand where he's coming from. I think it's worse than that. <laughs> I, I think it might be worse than that. I think Bud may actually think that what he's doing is the right move. And, and it's like, we don't even know what's worse. Would, would it be better if he was blind and he was just throwing random ideas out there that would probably hit at a higher You're rate than his... You're telling them to play random. I mean, he openly admitted that. It's just... I mean, so, so here's another one. It's like... The refs, right? I, I think... A lot of people want to talk about the refs. Like, how are these things a foul... So really, well, you know, the Net, the Nets did what they 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 could control, and that's they planted their own narrative. And Ike Bucks has been trying to combat that narrative, uh, saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to keep an eye on NBA official. Hey, this call looks questionable. Hey, here's three, you yeah. know, exact call specifics that shouldn't have been made." And really, Coach Bud's got to do that starting right now to give the Bucks a chance in Game Four. If the refs take the Bucks out of this in Game, or sorry, in Game Six. Oh, man, no one's going to be happy about that. So, so really the refs, like, look, we, there's so many examples, and we're not going to talk you guys ear offs. But, but yeah, you could say they, they, they may have tilted the scales a little bit. I mean, They the did Bucks, not decide they, the outcome. They did not decide the outcome. The Bucks pretty much shot themselves in the foot, whether it was Coach Bud Friendly doing the shooting fire. in the foot or Giannis doing the shooting in the foot um, or Lopez doing the shooting in the foot, you know, or, or just a, a combination of all the above. <laughs> um, and, and Joe, it was like that scene in uh, in uh, in School of Scoundrels. School of Scoundrels with the paintball, paintball <laughs> you know, point blank range, shooting their own team. Joe oh Joe Rosmarinowski asks, "What will go down as the biggest choke job in my lifetime? Bucks in 20, 2001, <laughs> 2019, or two thousand twenty one?" And I will say, Joe, 
The jury's still out in 2021, although it may have the uh, it may have the the fresh the fresh feeling. 2019 was pretty bad, and I think 2001. I give a lot of credit to AI. Obviously, that was a long time ago, and and you know we we could revisit that. Um, I've heard the refs were a little questionable back then, but but really you could you could make a great argument for all three of those. I, I'm not you know I think you pose a great question, Al. Uh, just for some some good banter. Any any thoughts on Joe's question? I have to believe that 2001, I don't see that as really, I see that as the least of the two. I think it's between 2019 and 2021. And I think 2019, you could argue Kawhi Leonard was the best player in that series. Um, And, you know, a lot of times in basketball, the best player in the series um, wins wins the series. And Kawhi kind of took that over and he went on to win the championship. So, um of course, the Bucks choked two games, but this is this is hurt more than I can I can remember 2019 hurting because this is just downright pathetic. Like uh, I I think a lot of Bucks fans may have used this word between each, the friends, you know, last night. Like, oh, this is this is just pathetic, and that's that's what it was. And this is this is beyond a choke. This is they got to win game game six, no options. Like Bucks and yeah. six, we'll see what they're made out of. We'll see what they're made out of. Uh, I, with that, I, I think it's a good time to, you know, thank everyone who's listened around the world. Uh, reminder that we are giving away the Giannis jersey, signed Giannis jersey. So uh, despite the frustrations, it's, it's an incredible item, you know, appreciating in value. We have the certificates of authenticity. There's a video on Ike Bucks. You can see it. Um, we're going to be giving that away at the end of the Nets series. So it could be any game now. You know, it could be any game now. Get, get your, your entry in. in now. Just send Ike Bucks a DM for details, and we'll make sure you get entered. Uh, lastly, I just want to thank everyone in Malaysia. It's a brand-new country coming in. Russia, Somalia, Italy, Indonesia, the Kingdom of Jordan, Japan, Uganda, Turkey, Hong Kong, Chile, Thailand, Bulgaria, Gambia, Hungary, India, Kenya, South Korea, Morocco, Portugal, South Africa, Cyprus, Finland, New Zealand, France, the Netherlands, Argentina, Serbia, Denmark, Israel, Ghana, Saudi Arabia, Taiwan, Bucks fans in Switzerland, Spain, Nigeria, Brazil, Germany, Ireland, Greece, Sweden, the Philippines, St. Lucia showing out strong, people in Norway, Canada, Mexico, Australia, the United Kingdom, and of course, the United States of America, the greatest place in the world. Uh, you know, Bucks fans all over the place, Bucks fans all over the globe. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. You know, we, we actually just broke into the top 100 again. Uh, I think we checked in at like 93. We, we moved up into the 80s last I checked. Obviously, I think we're still still hovering around somewhere in there. Um, but really, none of this could be done without you guys, uh, you guys, you girls, girls, listeners all across the world. And we just want to offer a sincere thank you. Thank to everyone who's been following really on Twitter. Really appreciate it. Thanks everyone who's been, you know, just listening to the episodes. Easiest way to help us is just simply tell a friend. Share this podcast with another Bucks fan. If you're talking to a Bucks fan, uh, you know, tomorrow, today, as you listen, or or, or someone at work, a friend, yeah. if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind just sharing this podcast with them, being like, hey man, you know, you might be interested in the Ike Bucks podcast. It's it's just a podcast where they keep it real about the Bucks. 
you know, 100% independent. They don't have any media narratives that they need to succumb to. We're 100% independent over here. We have a ton of loyalty to the state of Wisconsin and these players. At the same time, we're not afraid to keep it real. So I just want to say, uh, if you wouldn't mind helping out the show that way by telling someone about this podcast, telling another Bucks fan or friend about this podcast, it goes a long way. And, and Al, I just want to thank you for joining. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts, yeah. I mean, this show would not be where it is today without you guys and girls, the listeners. So huge thank you. Um, let's let's hope that Game 6 does not break our heart the way Game 5 did, and we'll be right there with you with the live tweeting. But as KJ said, please tell a friend. Um, I think you'll find a lot of joy in being able to banter about this podcast with them, and uh, we'll always be here to uh, you know provide content for you guys and you know win or lose. We're going to wrap up the series and we're going to we're going to be out here with another pod. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, Bucks fans. Without further ado, we're out. Let's not fight this, find a way